Hey you guys, welcome to Heal, Survive, and Thrive. I'm sick this week, so if I sound congested, I'm so incredibly sorry, but you know what? Things have to still go on. Life goes on even when you are sick, especially when you're a mom or a dad, you hear me? So this week I wanna talk about having these just like crazy thoughts that we all have sometimes. But before we get into the podcast, let me also give you a little reminder that we are in December and we are doing 50% off all of our online courses. This is a great opportunity to take advantage of all any online course that you've ever wanted to take, whether it's nine weeks to emotional healing, so you can really start learning about your emotional wounds. I always tell people, look, you can't really move forward unless you've kind of dealt with your past because your your past is basically dictating your life. I mean, let's just let's just call it what it is. We all have some baggage. We all have some stuff that we're bringing into our lives, our relationship, whether or not we achieve a goal, whether or not we actually even set a goal to begin with. So that stuff is so incredibly important. We can also do mindset makeover. We can also do the boot camp and each course is really dedicated to specific things that you're looking to get out of personal development or self-development. So this is a great opportunity to take advantage. The code is HOLIDAY. I'll link everything down below for you guys to check out. But let's get into this week. Now, we are all guilty of this. I know I am. I mean, I'm a human being just like you guys. So I think at the end of this podcast, I'm probably going to re-listen to it and be coaching myself. So it is literally the easiest thing in the world to keep thinking a thought that's going to suck you down the rabbit hole. So today I'm going to give you the kind of like little friendly pep talk that I know you need. And I mean, hell, at the end of the day, I need it too. So let's get into this week and let's talk about thoughts. I feel like some of this stuff might just be like a reminder and some of it might just be educational. Maybe you're listening to this and you're not going to even know anything of what I'm talking about. And it's like this complete eye opener. But the thing that really was a game changer for me was when I really understood how my mind actually worked. So even something as simple as when I heard someone say, well, you are not your thoughts. And I was like, oh, okay. Like that was the first time it really clicked for me where I was like, okay, I'm I'm not my thoughts. That doesn't make any sense. Break this down. (laughs) And then I started learning just how my mind actually works. The difference between my conscious mind, my unconscious mind, my subconscious mind, where thoughts actually come from and how they're even produced in our mind, how our mind even comes up with these thoughts. Understanding that I, just like you guys, we are literally creative beings. Like we are a person, we are a being that is so creative that we can invent things, that we can go beyond what is right in front of us. We can think a thought that's trying to, you know, keep us safe or prepare us for worst case scenario. And it actually does help us. It really does help us to prepare and to keep us safe at times. The mind is a beautiful thing when you understand how to use it. Most people don't really understand how to use their mind. They, their mind is just basically running the show constantly, constantly, all day long. That mind is dictating how you feel. You are, it is producing a thought that you think is yours, that you think is actually real, that it's actually happening right now. And then it sucks you down into anxiety, depression, fear, insecurity, worry, all of that stuff. So 
I mean, think about it. Like, did you have anyone when you were growing up sit you down and just straight up tell you that, hey, just so you know, you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are just being created in your mind and you get to dictate whether or not you believe these thoughts. I mean, what? (laughs) That wasn't literally none of us learned that. And what I always tell the kids in our house, um, I mean, I have Ryan's 10 years old. He's my son. And then my boyfriend's kids are 12 and nine. So we got three boys running around and all three kids obviously are at different stages and their fears and their worries are different, but it's all basically the same. And I was even telling the oldest one today that your fears are not my fears, but dad's fears are not my fears either. Like we're all going to have our own set of worries that are not logical, that are completely irrational, that are all emotional, that 99% of the time are never going to happen. And even if they do actually happen, you would be able to handle that situation. I think a lot of the times when we, well, there's a couple things. Let me slow down. I think the discipline to not feed every single thought that you think is a real serious task. That's something that you're trying to do every single day. You're trying to be aware of what it is that you're thinking every single day and understand that, okay, that thought's not real. So a lot of the times throughout the day, you're just going to fall asleep. You're just going to be thinking or engaging in some kind of a thought, worry, fear, stress, anxiety, insecurity, jealousy, whatever it is, the list goes on and on, something that's not going to make you feel good. And you are not aware that you are ruminating with that thought, you're marinating it, you're overthinking it, you're you're going around and around on on the hamster wheel with this thought. And the problem is because you're asleep, right? Meaning, and when I say asleep, I don't mean physically you are asleep. I mean asleep, meaning you are not aware that you're engaging in a thought that started, that's going to cause you a problem. And we all do that. I don't care if you're a child. I don't care if you're an adult. We all have those moments where we're completely oblivious to the fact that, oh my God, I'm actually creating a problem that doesn't even exist, right? So you become so unaware of what you're doing that you're marinating this thought and feeding it. And then it's turning into something that it, I mean, it didn't need to turn into this, right? We've all been there and kids are no different. And then when it starts to turn into a real problem, then it makes it even harder to kind of like talk yourself off the ledge. You've fed that thought for so long that it really feels real. Like in the beginning, again, because you were asleep, you were just indulging in it a little bit here and there, but it wasn't causing you any pain yet. It was just something that you were kind of enabling a little bit then as you began to like enable it and enable it and feed it and marinate it now all of a sudden you are legit crippled with fear stress worry anxiety now because you're crippled with this now you got to figure out how to actually get off the ferris wheel get off the hamster wheel right and it's and it's an addiction because now you've created a pattern of worrying, of overthinking, and you don't realize that because of this pattern, it's going to make it like any habit, any addiction. Now it's even harder to stop engaging in the thought because you've done this for so long that you've created this pattern, this habit. So now you're trying to break a habit. Now, if you would have just started off by realizing that, oh, look, I'm thinking of this thought that's, you know, First off, I don't want to think it. I don't want it to be true. So I'm not going to feed it because then it's going to come to fruition, right? I'm going to actually end up manifesting it. Or 
this thought actually isn't real and, and this is just like a made up thought or this thought is coming from this wound and this fear and this insecurity. Like if you were able to slow down when the thought initially started happening and were able to do that kind of work, you would, I mean, hell, you would alleviate so many problems because again, you're not marinating the thought. You're not feeding the thought. So the practice and the discipline is how self-aware can you be when you start to have the thought, like when you initially have the thought where it isn't something that you wholeheartedly believe in, where it's debilitating you, you're not there yet. You're just aware that, oh, look, I'm engaged. Look, I, I see this thought. I see a little bit of that worry, that stress. What do we do though? We don't see that. We don't even realize sometimes that we're feeding it and that's going to happen. There are just going to be times where you're just going to have a thought and you're just going to feed it unconsciously, completely unaware. And you just created a huge problem for yourself. It's not about always alleviating all the problems that we create for ourselves. I mean, yes, it is, but I mean, that's a full-time job, which who's got that kind of time to always be so super aware of themselves. But if you are and you're like, look, Steph, I'm legit making this a practice. I'm going to start walking on eggshells. I'm going to start being, I'm going to start slowing down throughout my day just to like be more aware of myself. I was talking to a client the other day and I was giving him the analogy of, I love analogies. You guys know when you listen to the podcast or probably more so in, in YouTube, like when I'm doing videos and stuff like that, I love to give analogies because I think it just helps people to understand concepts where they can put these concepts into practice. And it's something that they can become more mindful of rather than just teaching you something that you're then going to forget later on throughout your day. But look at yourself as you are babysitting yourself for the rest of your life. And when I said that to him, he's like, I like that. It worked for me. And you got to, you got to figure out like what works for you, right? Like not every analogy is going to just completely kill it for you. And you're like, Oh, I got this. That was the best analogy. It's going to help me so much. You got to figure out like what works for you. Is the self-parenting analogy it? Is it the babysitting analogy? Does that work? Is it you're the coach or the therapist to yourself? Like what is the analogy that's really going to work? So when I gave him the analogy of babysitting, I was like, look, you're not going to babysit a three-year-old and just put him in the other room with a bunch of toys and leave him there all day long. You're not going to ignore him and just constantly be working. I mean, yeah, you very well could. And there are parents that probably do that kind of stuff, which is called neglect. So how do you balance being the parent, being the adult, working, doing the laundry, cooking the meals, ordering the food, whatever it is, the, the laundry list of things that we have to do constantly all day because we're adults, and also understanding that that laundry list, not everything has to be done on it and figuring out what's the priority and what are things that I can just let go and they don't need to happen right here, right now. That's huge. But side note, but it, it was about recognizing that you would never leave this child alone all day and not check in on him. How's he doing? Is he okay? And this doesn't mean you have to ask him, how are you doing? It's just, can you just stop and pause and just see what's going on? Look in the other room. What's he, what's he up to? <laughs> what's he doing? And then of course, asking questions to him, you know, are you hungry? Are you tired? What do you want to do right now? How do you feel? Because the beauty of taking care of yourself is you, if you stop and ask yourself, Hey, how do you feel? you know the answer. It's not like talking to someone else, no matter if it's a child or an adult, and they immediately go, I don't know. Most people, when you ask them questions about themselves, they say, I don't know. And last night was a perfect example. I'm talking to 
you know, the oldest, our oldest. And I'm like, how you doing, bud? I don't know. What are you thinking? I don't know. And I'm like, okay, well, let's just slow down and let's just ask ourselves, how do we actually feel? Now, when you ask yourself, how do you feel? And it's the same thing when you're asking someone else, what comes next or what's required is vulnerability. Because now you actually have to be honest and truthful with the fact that you're possibly not doing that well. Maybe, you know, now you have to admit that I'm having this thought and you got to be able to acknowledge and express the thought without thinking that you're going to get shame or judgment or without thinking, or not, I don't want to say without thinking or without you shaming or judging yourself. So what was required, so it's not just about like, hey, just don't think crazy thoughts. Hey, just don't worry. Hey, just don't stress about this. It, it goes beyond that because guess what? You can't. You can't just say, okay, I'm just not going to think any fear thoughts, worry thoughts, stress thoughts. It's not going to happen. The practice is being able to acknowledge, okay, I'm indulging in this thought as quick as you possibly can because that's going to solve so many problems because you're not going to create a problem. You're going to start being more consciously aware of what you're thinking. And just so you know, everything that we're talking about right now can actually help in any relationship, not just the relationship with yourself. This will help you to be a better parent, a better partner, a better friend, a better daughter, a better coworker, what, whatever, because you're learning how to have dialogue, authentic, vulnerable dialogue between two people. And when that happens, you fix problems. It's when there's suppression and denial and judgment and shame that the problems continue to happen. So this is all about creating safe spaces, not just with yourself, but also with other relationships that you have in your life with other people. It's about like opening up to say, I, we have to know what is really going on in your mind. That's with your partner as well as yourself, but you'll never be able to do this with your partner if you can't do it for yourself first. So that's why we're tackling being able to actually do this for yourself. But let's just say like, all right, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're slowing down throughout the day. We're starting to do check-ins. How do I feel today? How do I feel right now? I can feel myself starting to get a little tense, a little worried, a little tired. And you can do a check-in at any point in any day and you're going to feel something. You're going to feel something that you probably don't want to feel. Maybe not. Maybe you do. I, I got to be honest though. Most people when they do check-ins, they're not really checking in with themselves when they're having a good old time. So if you're with your buddies or your girls and you're like, you know, having a couple drinks, laughing or going to see a movie or whatever it is, you're not really sitting there being like, let me do a check-in. How am I feeling? It's more so during the day you know, when the child is in the other room and the child's quiet, you know, as any babysitter or parent or adult, if you have a kid in another room, that's a little guy or a little girl and the quietness is happening, you're going to go check. You're going to go see what's going on because chances are something's going on that probably shouldn't be. And that's no different with yourself. It's like, okay, throughout the day, just do these check-ins. And I was even telling our 12 year old that look throughout the day, I want you to stop and pause. I don't care if you're in history or in math or at lunch, just do a quick in your head. Hey, what's going on? That right there, that's a practice. That's something that most people don't do. They don't stop and pause throughout the day to just be in their car and driving, shut the radio off for a minute, just drive and just go, Hey, how, how you doing? What's going on? 
or at work or whatever. I don't care in the bathroom, in the tub, in the shower, I'm making dinner, whatever it is. What, ooh, excuse me. <laughs> whatever it is, there's the cold coming through. And just doing those little check-ins. How am I doing right now? When you ask yourself, how am I doing? Something's going to start coming up. It might be suppression. It might be, I'm fine. Everything's good. I don't feel anything. And But here's the thing. When you are asking yourself you cannot lie to yourself because you will feel the intuition, that part of you that really doesn't feel okay. So let's switch gears because I want to give you like some real stuff that you can start to work on. And I know we've broken down like so many things already, but I want you to also understand um, just how you can start practicing, right? So like mindfulness right there, that's a practice. Just being aware of how you're feeling, doing those little check-ins throughout the day and being aware of what the thought is and understanding that it's not the initial thought. This is what I think really screws people up. It's not the initial thought that you have. It's what's underneath that thought, like the meaning, the story behind the kind of like that, that first stop thought that you're having. So it's not that you don't want to go do this or that you're scared to do that or that you're stressed and worried about this. It's what it means if it happens. What does it mean? So having these kind of like inner conversations and look, sometimes this is hard to do on your own, especially when you start practicing this stuff. This is why the coach, the therapist, um, even a a really good friend that you know is self-aware to be able to ask some really good questions to get you to what is really happening here. You know, what, what really is the fear or the worry or the stress or, or the anxious thought that you're having um, and the meaning behind it. Then you can start really deciding how you want to handle this. Because remember, what you're thinking hasn't happened yet. It's just something that you think might happen or you're worried that it could happen. And some of the things that we think about very well could happen, absolutely. And we can prepare ourselves for worst case scenarios that way Maybe we don't feel a little bit uncomfortable, but we can't fully prepare. And, uh, you know, a, a huge, even I was telling 12, <laughs> our 12-year-old today is this isn't about the fear that you have. It's about the trust that you have within yourself that if it happens that you can handle it. That's the biggest thing. Do I trust myself? Do I believe in myself enough that if I'm in a situation that I'm very uncomfortable in or that I'm very stressed in or scared in or whatever, that I can handle this? That's a huge thing. And no matter if you're 12, 5, 18, 64, we all have those kind of worries that if this actually happens, you know, what if? The what if thought is real because it creates this uncertainty, not in life, not in situations that we're trying to control. It's in ourselves, this untrusting that we're going to be able to handle these situations and be able to come out of this situation okay. So you have to start being aware of all of that. And, you know, it's not just like one thing that you're practicing. It's, it's a bunch of things that you're learning how to do for yourself that are going to help you to just have a very healthy, happy, balanced life. It doesn't mean you're going to be healthy, happy, and balanced all the time, but it does mean that you know how to get back to that place if you really need to. You know, these 
any thoughts that we have, no matter how sick and twisted they are, first off, if they're sick and twisted, because look, we all have sick and twisted thoughts. That's just, the brain is very creative. And the more sensitive you are as a human being, the more creative your thoughts are, because that's just how you're wired. Um, so if it is a thought that's, you know, really weird or bizarre, nothing that you could possibly think is not something that someone else hasn't thought before. And that's why I go back to that like first thing that I said, like you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are just a creation of, you know, a bunch of things put together that you've seen on TV, that you've heard, that you've been programmed, you know, fears and, and traumas that you've been through. It's like accumulation of all of that that you've been through and observed in your life that start to create these bizarre thoughts sometimes, or maybe not bizarre, just scary thoughts of like, you know, what if this happens or what if I don't meet someone or what if the house burns down or what if I get into a car accident? So there are thoughts where you can like, and you can do this with every single thought is do I need to, and this is something that I say to myself constantly when I'm self-aware that I'm starting to, you know, be engaged in any kind of a thought that's like worry, fear, stress, all that stuff is, is that happening right now? Do I need to worry about this right now? So this is where you start to kind of like get present and live a little bit more in the moment rather than going towards the future. Because what that thought wants to do is it wants to pull you towards the future to overthink and ruminate and, you know, go around and around with this thought. So you can think of all these scenarios that can possibly, you know, quote, protect you. Um, it's not going to happen. I realized that no amount of thinking that I can possibly ever do can prepare me, fully prepare me for life, right? Like I don't have control over every single thing that can happen. I can prepare myself. I can educate myself. I can, you know, try to problem solve as much as I can, but there is just that element of risk that everything in life involves, right? Whether you go in the shower, whether you get out of bed, you could just get out of bed, slip and fall, right? You can go on a date and meet the love of your life that so you thought, and then they could pass away. You could, you know, go on a date, meet someone, thought he was great, and he ends up to be narcissistic and he is a total psycho. Like you just, you're doing the best you can with what you know, and you can't always prepare yourself for all of these worst case scenarios. And honestly, it's freaking exhausting. Like who wants to be doing that all day, every day? It is completely draining. So there does come a time, I don't know if you guys are like this, but I'm definitely like this, where I'll reach a point where I've thought about it and I've thought about it probably a little too much, maybe even overthought it more than I needed to. And then I'm just like, screw it. And I just go and do it. You know, I'm just like, I'm over this thought having that much freaking control over me. It's exhausting. So for me, I definitely hit like an overthinking point where I'm just like done thinking about this and I'm ready to actually like do something about it or, or not, you know, sometimes a thought wins and I just like fold and I don't do anything. Um, and I think those, those times I have to really challenge myself that is this really, really important to me? Cause if I really, really want something, no amount of fear is going to get in the way. It might get in the way for a little bit. It might cause, cause, uh, cause me to like procrastinate or something like that, but I'm not going to live in that pool for, for too long because it's just not my style because I understand that 
I look at it as a game and that the thoughts actually winning and the thoughts having control over me. And that's where I just completely like draw the line <laughs> right there. No one's going to control me. So that's where I start to play in a little bit of game with my mind and how much control I want it to have over my life. So today when we were having a conversation before school started and we were talking to our oldest about this and he was, you know, like overthinking and stuff like that. I said, look, you have to look at it this way. This is your opportunity to really, really start practicing this stuff. And, and all the kids, probably more so Ryan, just because I'm with him all the time because he's, you know, he's my son and, and the others I, I don't see all the time. Um, but with Ryan and look, even he struggles with it and we all struggle with it. I'm a coach. I, I do this stuff for a living. I talk about it all the time and it's a practice I have to do. And I don't care who you watch on YouTube or what podcast you're listening to. No matter how confident a coach or a person talks about this stuff, they still struggle too. It's just, it's just life. It's just being human. So don't ever put anyone on a pedestal of like, oh my God, they're so, they got this, they got this. Like, no, they go through hard times. They get dealt with some difficult hands just like you. They get brought back down to their knees and they get humbled again and have to start all over from the beginning with the basics of what it is that they teach. Just a little side note, don't ever put anyone on a pedestal because we're all human. We're all doing the best that we can. But anyways, the, the practice was this morning was telling him like, look, dude, you have to throughout the whole day, take this day because it's a rainy, crappy day today to look at this as all I'm going to do today, aside from probably pay attention as much as you can in school with what the teacher's trying to teach you, um, is just to be aware of how you're feeling. How are you feeling? And when the thought starts to come in, Right now, I don't want, I didn't want him to do too much because it's very easy to get overwhelmed with all of this because there's a lot of steps. And with a kid, you can definitely get overwhelmed quickly. What I wanted him to do first was just to start disciplining himself that he's not going there. Because nothing of what he's going to think today in terms of worry and fear is something that right now we need to, you know, dissect and really figure out what's going on behind the surface and all that stuff. We don't need that right now. We just need to practice self-awareness and detaching. Nope, we're not going there. Nope, we're not going there. And sometimes detaching, what helps you to really detach is to distract yourself. Distraction isn't a bad thing. You're not disassociating in a bad way. You're not detaching and that's a bad thing. Sometimes it's necessary and it's a part of doing this and doing it in a healthy way is to not just let yourself keep going around and around on this ham this hamster wheel with this thought. It's the same thing with a little kid. The minute a little kid falls and hurts his knee, the you don't immediately want to tell him you're fine, you're okay, stop thinking about this. You immediately validate his feelings. Oh my gosh, dude, you hug him, you soothe him, you give him kisses, you tell him he's going to be okay. So everything has to start with validation, but trying to tell kids this whole entire process and saying, all right, let's, let's do this whole thing. One, two, three, four, five is impossible. And quite frankly, I teach this to adults and it's, it's impossible for even an adult to do because it's not something that you've practiced all day, every day, as much as you possibly can. One, two, three, four, five. And even just doing one is hard because in order to do one, you have to slow down and be super self-aware of yourself and when you're not aware, you're going to just default to that old habit. So any breaking of a habit doesn't start with just, all right, I'm just going to do something different. It's you're starting with being aware as to when you want to do what you've always done. 
because what you've always done hasn't led you to the outcome that you actually want. So a huge part of recovery and really getting strong within yourself is being aware. It's like, okay, when am I defaulting? When am I going asleep and just going back to doing what I've always done, which is whatever, overthink, create, you know, feed this thought that isn't going to help me, et cetera, et cetera. So today, even with you guys, if you've never really practiced, practiced this stuff before, and it doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter if it's anxiety. It doesn't matter if it's stress. It doesn't matter if it's worry. We're always thinking about something. We're always creating a problem that doesn't need to have happen. So whatever it is that's kind of at the forefront of your mind, what if this doesn't happen? Because everyone has a what if thought. I have a what if thought. My what if thought is probably about my kitchen because I want to remodel it. And the quotes that are coming back are just like insane right now for and I don't have a huge kitchen in my house, but it, it just, it's, it's crazy. Just the quotes that are coming back. So it, the, what if is what if I can't do this now? What if I can't do this? I know, even though that is a thought that comes up is completely illogical because I will do it. <laughs> I know I will do it when I will do it. I don't know. I don't know that question. And that's really what's kind of tripping me up. Now, if you go deeper what does it mean if I can't do it, right? Now you're getting into like insecurity and, and validation and what does that mean? What does that say about me? So that's where it's not the, oh, the kitchen, you know, worrying about whether or not I'm going to redo it or when I'm going to redo it. It's all of that stuff underneath it that means something about who I am and what I'm capable of actually doing. That's the stuff that you're trying to tackle. It's not the remodel of the kitchen. So it's not you worrying about the holidays or dealing with this person or what if I don't find anyone or I haven't lost that weight or it's what it means to you. And it's no different with our kids and the things that they come to us with. And it's no different with anything that you guys are going through. It's all the same stuff. You're just applying it to different areas of your life or different people at different ages, but it's all the same stuff. So what I'm worrying about and fearful of is not the same thing that he is as a 12-year-old, but it's still the same skill and practice that both of us are practicing. They're just done on different levels. So, I mean, if you know this stuff, <laughs> it's a game changer. It is because it doesn't, again, you're not going to not feel uncomfortable and not have to kind of like humble yourself down to know the basics, but you'll at least understand, okay, what's the one, two, three, four, five that I need to be practicing right now? And which of those things am I struggling with the most, right? I mean, for me, I think over the last year, especially the beginning of 23, what I was really struggling with was hell, just the self-awareness, just being aware, I was feeding thoughts and going down rabbit holes so quickly, quicker than I have in years, in years. I was so self-aware, you know, over the last 10, 12 years, more than I've ever been in my whole life. And things were going amazing and, and all that stuff. And all it takes is this little, you know, breaking of some really good habits to just cause you to, you know, gain the, that weight back or go back to smoking or start overthinking again or, you know, forgetting the rest of the two, three, four, five, right, that I need to be practicing. So once you kind of understand, all right, I got to be self-aware. Okay, I have to understand what's the fear thought once underneath it. Okay, I have to detach from those thoughts. And detaching sometimes is setting limits on how far I'm going to go with this, right? Problem solving and understanding when I can solve this and when I can't. 
uh, deciding that I don't even need to even think about this at all right now because it's not something that is happening right now that I need to actually worry about or tend to, that is huge. So, I mean, if I would say anything, that's the thing that you really want to be practicing is how far do I need to keep going with trying to figure this out? And, and do I need to figure it out right now? Is it like a pressing thing that I need to have this answer right now? Then you'll know that, holy hell, I'm just addicted to wanting the certainty of a situation and that I don't need to know anything right now and that I do trust life and I trust myself that I can handle this. Those three things, when you get those all mixed together, boom, thought goes away. It just does because the bully isn't going to feed or go against a confident person, always picks on the weaker being the weaker person. And that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to not practice being that weaker person and start being the person that actually has the confidence to say, no, 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 we're just not even going there because we don't need to. That level of confidence will help you to not only tackle your own thoughts, your own mind, but it'll help you to tackle other people in your life who try to enter into your space and disrupt your peace whether that's someone who's narcissistic, a toxic family member, someone who's just negative, it doesn't matter. You will learn how to create that bubble. And that's really where working on your own self, your own mind, it helps you to create the bubble around you regarding other people. So when, when we're talking about like the last couple of things is if I don't need to think about this right now, if this isn't a problem that I really do need to solve right now, if you're honest with yourself, any kind of worry or fear thought that you're going to have, you don't need to figure it out right now. So, I mean, I would probably say 100% of the time you don't need to figure it out because the minute something actually does happen in your life and the thought comes up of like, oh, how am I going to handle this? If it was actually ha happening right now, you wouldn't even have a thought. You would go into fight or flight and you would just handle it. So really anything that you're just kind of sitting and ruminating on is not something that needs to be dealt with right here, right now. You can prepare and that's where you're going to find the balance between, okay, I'm going to prepare, but I'm not going to try to solve every single problem by overthinking this to death or worrying myself into an anxiety attack over something that doesn't, I don't need to go there right now and keep ruminating and ruminating with this. Like that's the mental toughness. That's the discipline, the mental discipline that you have to say, do I really need to be doing this right now? Is it actually good for me to be going down this road again with this? Or can I actually just get off the ride? When you decide to get off the ride, here's the problem though. Now you have energy, you have to then, instead of putting your focus on that negative thought, worry thought, whatever it is, you got to put it somewhere else. So for me, I immediately put it to affirmation. So I put it to what I want to have happen and not what I don't want to have happen. Again, even that's a practice because the minute you start like affirming, no, this is what I want to have happen or no, I'm going to focus on this. Your mind's going to just want to knock at that door and just pull you back down the rabbit hole. Now you know you're in a habit and an addiction. Now it becomes, this is where I said, like now it becomes a game. This is the game that you're playing is, am I going to allow this thought to keep luring me back? Or am I going to see what's actually going down right now? And what's happening is, oh, you're just trying to pull me back down. Oh, I see what's happening now. Okay. Now this is a game. And this is where you, if you do have an ego, this is where that kind of like tough badass needs to come out where you're just like, no, you're not going to have control over me. I see exactly what you're doing and it's not working. And then you're just constantly going toe to toe with that bully 
in your mind and not allowing it to bring you down the rabbit hole. When you start having that strength and discipline, then what ends up happening is you start to build strength. And when you start to build strength, that other part of you that wants to keep you scared and worried and fearful, uh, it's going to fold. It's going to give up because it knows it's not winning. And when that happens, then you're alleviating yourself, really feeling the anxiety, the fear, the panic, all of those, because that what if story, you just broke it down and it just dissembled right in front of you. And once it kind of fades, then it doesn't have any power. And that's when you take a different set of course of action or you go in a different direction. You guys, thanks so much for sticking it with me this week throughout this little cold. I'm really hoping that once the holidays are over and we've all rested in this house that I can really get rid of the sinus that I feel in my nose right now. So thank you guys for sticking with me. If you're interested in working with me or taking any of my courses, everything's linked down below. I hope you guys have the best holiday season. I will see you after the holidays and we're going to start tackling 2024. We're going to talk about goal setting and achieving. And I'm super excited for this next year because even though honestly you don't need a new year to start in order for you to really start like working on yourself and achieving and creating. It is a nice just like reset, you know, like the new year is coming and I'm just going to do a reset on my life. I'm going to start thinking about my life and where I want to go. And I'm just super excited to help you along with this journey. Thank you guys so much for all of your love and support. I so love you guys for all the comments and everything. Um, I'm just so incredibly blessed to be doing what I'm doing. So I will see you next. I was going to say next year, but I'll just see you next week. Bye guys.